But here, here we have uh, Paul addressing the church at Philippi regarding their relationship with one another and how they are to act. Uh, we as servants of the Lord are to put on attributes of Christ. Um, first and foremost, uh, that we talk about is humility. Um, without humility, we lack the ability <clears throat> to be molded and mended into what the Lord would have us to do because we're we're easier to be reached, for lack of a better phrase or terminology there. So it required that we have <clears throat> a servant's mindset. We have to have the same thinking as Christ. Came not as first, first he himself, he didn't come first. <clears throat> but he put the needs of others above his own. So being humble in our dealings with others. This is not a, oh, I'm going to pray for you and you need to be saved or delivered moment. It's it's something that's got to be demonstrated. He was talking about his love and obedience that he laid down his life for others, not for himself. So that others could partake of the covenant the Lord had put into place, laying the foundation so that we too might have an opportunity to serve the Lord in Christ. Their same sentiments echoed in Proverbs chapter uh, Proverbs 22, verse 4. It states that, By humility and fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. So, having those opportunity, we have to be humble. Fear, of course, a reverence of the Lord. I know, um, folks, I know a couple weeks ago we talked about the fear of the Lord. But something to be said there, it says, is riches and honor in life. Do you see, see that same thing happening with those that have an overabundance and are rich? No. Uh, we see the example over in Matthew chapter 18. We see the example over in Matthew chapter 18. Uh, verse 4. Let's turn over there. Matthew chapter 18, verse 4. <clears throat> it says, Whosoever therefore shall humble them himself as a little child, the same as great, uh, greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, backing up there. When you look at that particular context of Scripture, Christ is addressing the disciples. Uh, but that particular verse is just one small snippet there. Um, but as the main focus of, of that passage there, let's let's read, read the rest of that there. It says, And verily I say unto you, verse 3, Except you be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believes in me, is better for him to have a millstone to be hung about his neck, and that we are to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe unto the world because of because of the offense. For it must be it needs be the offense come, but woe to the man by whom the offense cometh. 
Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, they cut it off and cast it uh, from thee. It is better for thee to enter in the in life halt or maimed rather than to have two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. So, excuse me. Jesus was speaking in context uh, um, regarding his disciples and, and humility. He used the example of a child because we all understand as most of us have children or have been children at one point, um, that a child is willing to please their parents in most instances. They're eager to learn. They're like a sponge. They soak up things readily uh, and use them to benefit their own life. Um, Jesus was stressing that we be converted as little children. Why? Because the humility of a child is, is is something that's so wonderful that they can soak up all this goodness and 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 learn things. They can also learn the bad things. Um, but but in this particular instance, he's like become as little children. Think about that for a minute. Become as children. I remember as a kid. I wanted to learn everything I could learn that it was from my parents, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. I wanted I wanted to be a, a, you know, like them. So I wanted to learn everything that I could learn. Um probably much to the chagrin of my family, I I I I I stayed with mostly the the women uh because uh I I enjoyed uh Doing household things. I, I enjoyed cooking. I enjoyed uh, visiting. I enjoyed a lot of things. Not that men can't visit, but I enjoyed those things. But I was eager to soak them up and to learn them. So I picked up a few things here and there um, that, that I could apply. But Jesus stressed there in the third verse there, he says, if we... Except you be converted. If you can't be converted and be like a child, be excited and, and ready to soak these things up, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, that doesn't sound right, Brother Tyler. Well, if you look at the scripture, that's what it says. You see those that are puffed up and proud. What happened to them? They paid, they paid the penalty most of the time. So, so the child in the strongs there that's mentioned is is Potion. and I know I'm no I'm no Greek or, or especially a resident grammarian, so uh, I know I butchered that word, but that word there refers to a childling or one that's immature or partly grown. This meaning is that the child is not fully grown and is still in an age where they're susceptible to, to teaching and they're more prone to, you know, listening and soaking up the things that they need to, that, that, that they're being taught. These were all men that were full grown men. How can they come like, become like children? Uh, Lord was trying to stress to him. You need to be humble. You need to be, you know, subservient. You need to be humble, the lowest state. Scripture mentions that. We talked about that Sunday. Being of low estate. 
being malleable, being receiving instruction, not thinking yourself something that you're not, putting yourself above your station in life. Um, typically, in, in in your in your secular jobs, if you're not willing to listen to the instructions of your boss or your manager, what happens? You typically uh, lose lose benefits. You lose pay. You can get in trouble. Uh, you can even get fired. Termination of employment. Uh, so the import the importance of this is to be ready to receive the instruction and the teachings that we need to be uh, that we can be more like Christ. And how can we do that? Except we be humble when we look at the Scripture and look at the example of Christ and again reckon his life his his life with with what our life is and does that mesh up if not we i know for my sake i have a lot of praying to do uh, every day about my service to the lord and about the, having the right attitude about you know doing these things so we we all have to be humble that's just an earmark of a servant of the lord They needed to be humbled in this particular instance in the scripture so that they might receive that instruction. And how novel an idea is that to have that attitude this day and age? Um, I, I don't know if any of you partake in the, the social media platform. It's for professionals. It's LinkedIn. I, I've I've noticed a couple of postings uh, over the last couple of months and people are like, look at me. I'm a boss. I, I get to go to work and I get to tell people what to do. Well, uh, there was a gentleman that commented and said, you need to be humble. You need to be humble because you are teaching other people how to act in the workplace. We're teaching other people through our life and our example what it is that we do in our service to the Lord, What's what we find acceptable in our assemblies. We need to look at the scripture and go, okay, Jesus, what, what did Jesus do? What did, what, did, what did the apostles do? What did these brethren do that came before us? They all submitted themselves to the teachings of Christ and to the principles and doctrines of the Lord. Not what they wanted to do, but they submitted themselves to the Lord. So they humble themselves to receive to receive exactly what it is that that the Lord wanted them to, to learn and to grow from. Let's look at Luke 18. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Verses 9 through 27. I know it's a lengthy reading. This is that they same the saying might be fulfilled which he spake of them which thou gavest me have I lost none. <clears throat> then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servants and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. And then Jesus unto Peter, put thy sword into the sheath and cut. Uh, the cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the, and the captain and the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him. And they led him 
Excuse me, I'm reading out of John, not Luke. <laughs> Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 27. There I go, I need to listen to myself. It says, And he spake unto the parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, and the one was a Pharisee and the other was a publican. And the Pharisee stood... And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men are, extortioners and unjust, adulterers, or even this publican. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of that which I possess, and the publican, standing afar off, would not even lift up as much as his eyes toward heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, Rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. And they brought unto him this infant, that which would uh, would be would touch them. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked him. But Jesus called unto them and said, Suffer the little children to come to me, that, that forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall receive not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall not no wise enter there within. And a certain ruler asked him and said, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save the, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. And now when Jesus heard these things, he said, Yet lackest thou one thing, Sell all that thou hast, and distribute it unto the poor, that thou mayest have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. When he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall it be that thou, uh, that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that have heard it said, Who then... <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> he says no, who, who then can be saved and he said the things which are impossible with men are possible with God Peter said lo we have left all and followed thee and he said to thee verily I say unto you there is no man that has left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive manifold more than this present time in the world to come everlasting so, this is a lengthy passage here, but but I kind of broke this up into a couple parts that we'll look at. Verses nine through fourteen addresses uh, teaching concerning the Pharisee and the publican. So, if you don't know anything about what a publican is, the publican is a tax collector, or is defined as a tax collector, and a Pharisee was one of the two sects of the Jews. Uh, of which we're most familiar with and and the life and and uh the gospel teachings from Christ. So you see here a contrast between humility and and pride. Uh the same mentality still exists in the world today. We see it in politics and social status and education. It it permeates through every social class uh, at least in the United States, and I know if not the rest of the world, um, 
All of these statuses you see that we mentioned previously are all prideful of their ideas and their thoughts and they're better than someone else. And typically what that leads to is that leads to one believing that their thought process is higher than someone else's. Do you think that that's what Jesus finds acceptable, what God finds acceptable? I I personally don't think so. Um, Looking at the scripture, uh, the thought doesn't reconcile to me that, that, that I hold to one political affiliation or social status or education. My, my duty and obligation is to be serving God in what? Spirit and truth. So it's not what Tyler Porterfield believes. It's what, what does the Lord say that I'm supposed to do? So you see when these instances, when people are prideful, like, like the Pharisee, he says, I fast, I fast and I tithe and I, I do all these things. Look, Lord, look what I do. And beating his chest and puffing himself up. This this is our struggle. This is our our struggle there. So we have to we have to be aware of these things. And guess what happened? He went away. The publican went away justified rather than the Pharisee. Isn't that, isn't that something? Why? Because the publican was humbled. He knew that he could not attain anything in life without the Lord. And he sought the Lord's guidance. And he said, I, you know, he, he goes on to say, smote his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Brothers and sisters, we... We are all, we are all falling short of the of glory of God, and the publican had the right, the right mindset in this particular passage of scripture. It is the Lord's duty, rather, it's it's the Lord's doing to to exalt or diminish someone. It's not our duty. We can do. I mean, according to scripture. Um, that's what it says in verse 14. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and him that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The Lord does those things. So, do you see the importance there? He was, he was blinded in his pride, the Pharisee was, to see the importance that he needed to show compassion and empathy and love. Because of his pride, he was blinded. The lack of humility does not allow for such as this to learn the example of Jesus Christ. It just doesn't. These verses, uh, verses 15 through 30 that we read concerning the rich young ruler, Christ regarded his keeping of the teachings from youth. He, He mentioned that I've kept these things from youth. But Jesus mentioned, you lack this thing. What did he say? You lack thou one thing. Sell all thou hast and distribute it unto the poor that thou shalt have treasure in the heaven and come follow me. The rich young ruler seems to be left upset because he was upset because he had this great wealth that he had accumulated. But how often do we let 
Our circumstances prevent us from being humbled. Our station. I know in particular, status and power typically go to people's heads. Why do you think that the scripture talks about being humble? You can't reach people if you're prideful. You can't reach people for the Lord. People can't be reached if they're prideful. They're blinded. It prevents us from humbling ourselves to do the work of the Lord by any stretch of imagination. We see that the Lord does and will provide for his people. But what does he require of us? He requires us to be humble, obedient, and faithful. To do this very thing, he said, this very thing he said, you know, we, we can accumulate all these things in the world and be puffed up and lose the most precious gift that our life can afford us. That is being in Christ and serving the Lord and being found faithful. These are the most important things in life, is serving the Lord. He goes on there. He says, For it is easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter the king of heaven. Why do you think you said that? Well, if you have riches and status, it it's a distraction from serving the Lord. Also, typically, um, status and wealth does the same thing. It it blinds people to 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 helping those, and unless you're unless you're aware of those things, I know I know there's several brethren I've I've met and. In the course of the past almost 30 years that have had some wealth, but you know what? They used it for the glory of God. Um, I, I have a dear brother that I know very, very well and I love. Um, and, and he told me in life, he says, the good Lord bless me with this wealth and I am required to share it. It's not my money. It's the Lord's. So, but as the world status go with with being rich, everybody else is beneath you. Everybody else is is dirt compared to you. But that's not that's not the example and the teaching that Christ has for us. I lose everyone. So I hope that you all enjoyed what what the scripture uh, we've read tonight, Lord, and I hope that you've gotten a um, encouragement out of it and enjoyed studying the scripture and presenting it, and. Uh, I'm glad that I could bring this to you all today. Um, hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week and Lord bless you and, and, to, and be mindful of these things that we've studied about. We need to be humble.